Good afternoon, beautiful people. Welcome to season two, episode quattro of Sports Bar Talk. We got a lot to get into, so let's dig right in. A couple of housekeeping items off the gate. First, I want to thank everyone for the support who have watched me on my latest media venture, and that is being co-hosting Sports Chat on Community Media, South Central Pennsylvania, doing that with Jeff Cook and Corey, I forget his last name, off the top of my head, it's either Zimmerman or something else, but I'm not going to try, it starts with an S, I know that much, so good to be with them, I'll be on this coming Tuesday, then I'm going to be on vacation, not sure where I'm going yet, so if you try to ask, I don't know where we're going, I don't even think my family knows where we're going yet, um... But then I'd be on the following Tuesday. So this Tuesday, off the next Tuesday, and the following Tuesday. And I tell you what, it's been fun. You know, I was supposed to start end of June. I got COVID. And then other stuff happened that kind of prohibited me from being there. And so I went one the week before my birthday observed. Made my first on-air appearance before the day, day before my birthday. Um... And that was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it was a lot. It's a lot of fun. Unscripted. We talk a lot of sports. You'll hear a lot of the same opinions about some of the topics today. That you probably that if you heard on Tuesday show, this is dropping on a Friday. If you heard, you're gonna probably hear. It's gonna probably be a bunch of repeats. So, like, we're gonna talk Juan Soto in the episode. We're gonna talk training camps. I'll probably go. I'm gonna go more in depth with SummerSlam and the WWE. In this episode, we might even get to see some UFC. Because I don't know how much of UFC they want me talking on there. Um, quite frankly. and Yeah, so that's Tuesdays at 6, Community Media. If you're in Adams County, I believe, and you have Xfinity, I believe it's Channel 10. If not, just search Community Media South Central PA on Facebook, and it should be streamed. And stick around and play trivia afterwards. I'm not on for that part, but I'm in the studio audience, and I'm actually playing along. I, you know, normally I team with my mother on trivia, and we get, like, maybe top four, top three. I played by myself because my mom's out of town. My father said, let's let's go for it. Let's go head-to-head. I came in sixth. He came in fifth. I don't know how I came in sixth without my mother. but it, And I just guessed on most of the questions, like, they asked a good bit of sports questions. Normally, they don't ask many sports questions on, on the trivia. It's like a computer-generated game. I don't know the uh, game itself. But, you know, it, it's fun. It's a fun time. So, sports chat, lots of fun. Tuesdays at 6. Me, Jeff, Corey, and you. You can call in. I forget the phone number off the top of my head. But if you tune in, you can interact with us. You can ask me questions, you know, about the podcast. Maybe there's a take I made on this that I didn't make on there that you want to ask me about. Go ahead. The last two weeks, we've had two combined callers on the last two shows. One on episode, we had a guy call in, Ramblin' Robert, talked about um, the top 10 dirt track racers at Williams Grove Speedway, which I think is in Dillsburg. I'm not sure. That, that stuff ain't my thing. So, and then, 
This past week, we had a first-time caller, Paul, big Miami Dolphins, Paul from New Oxford, big Miami Dolphins, and uh, Orioles fan. So he was talking to us about the Dolphins. That'll be interesting. We'll get to training camps in a second. That's sports chat. Number two, I want to thank everyone for all the birthday wishes. Had a great birthday. Had the annual mini golf bash with my boy Steve. Um, Steve, mom and dad, and my cousin Nathaniel Mainwaring, who came all the way in from Portland. Well, from Oregon. He used to live in Portland. Now he lives, I believe, in Salem. I think that's technically in Washington. But don't quote me on that. So, he came in just for my birthday. No, he didn't. He came in because he thought the work camp was this week that my dad's church does, and his parents wanted him to go on it. So, it ended up just being a week with him. We did Hershey Park and everything. Um, And we had fun. He's now back in New Wilmington with his grandmother for the week. His parents and brother come into town on Sunday. And we have a family reunion. That's part of our little vacation shindig. And so that's a fun time had by all. Um, yeah, so thanks for all the birthday wishes. i get back to my original story on the mini golf. I won somehow. Um, I had a lot of twos and threes, which you need on the scorecard in mini-golf, I think, to win. I even held off my father. I won by a stroke. Get this. My father, who was trying to win this for the fourth time in a row. We skipped it in 2020 because of COVID. But he won it in 2018, 19, and 21. He was going for the four-peat. He had two holes-in-ones. Closed out the front nine with a hole-in-one. He closed out the back nine with a hole-in-one. Normally, if you hit a hole-in-one, two of them, you'll probably win the match. Somehow, he did that, and he still didn't win. So, that's amazing. Now, we had the record for the most holes-in-ones in this event. Normally, we get one. We're lucky. I think the record was one, actually, because normally one person hits one around. We might have had a two in there. I think my mother got one one year, and I got one the same year. Steve hit a hole-in-one, too. <laughs> Which was amazing. It was great, great for him. I believe he's hit a hole-in-one one other time in his mini-golf career at the uh, at this event. So, it was fun. Scotland Yard, they're great people. Then we went to Norland Pub, which I've talked about on this podcast before. The best wings I've ever had. We got the nachos, appetizer. Their nachos are top tier. They're pretzels with beer cheese. It was like I was in Germany all over again, even though I've never been to Germany. And then, of course... We got the fried dill pickle fries, which were out of this world. And then, of course, back to the house. Bruce, Pam, a.k.a. my godparents came. Uh, the Sanders. And, of course, good old the, the sports boss. At least Tammy and Steve Kristen is down in Georgia. Came and we had peanut butter pie. We watched, actually, my first sports chat episode because everyone wanted to see me because they, they couldn't watch it. So we watched that. We had blueberry, well, I think it was sugar-free wildberry pie, cookies, all from Perkins, and then we had ice cream, we had Oreo ice cream, and we had this. Now, get this, you can get this in Giant, but Turkey Hill sells it, or makes it. Vanilla Neapolitan, it's three different vanillas. One side is your regular vanilla, 
On the other side is French vanilla, and in the middle is this Kentucky bourbon vanilla. There's no alcohol in it. Really good. Really good. Alright. Enough of the housekeeping out of the way. Let's get to the sports. Let's start with the NFL. We're going to go a little quick here because I've been a little too long rambling on. Training camps are underway. Now, the Raiders and Bills got started last week. This week, the rest of the league got started. We are six days away from the Hall of Fame game. That's why the Raiders and Bills reported a week earlier than everyone else. They've got their first preseason games. Not a lot of big storylines. I mean, the Niners, Trey Lance is the guy now. Shanahan, the coach of the Niners, basically said so. Garoppolo will probably either get traded or cut. Where does he go? The only team I can think of is Seattle, but I don't think San Fran's going to entertain a deal in their division. Looks like Seattle's content with Drew Locke. So I really don't know. Garoppolo's probably going to have to sit this year out, maybe wait for someone to get hurt, and then someone brings him in. We'll see. Um, Other news. Buccaneers, they signed Julio Jones. What else does Tom Brady need? We'll see. Julio kind of has had a little regression this, this past year with Tennessee, maybe because he wasn't the number one guy. Maybe Tom Brady's just all he needs. We'll see. Um, also in Seattle, DK Metcalf has ne- um, snagged a three-year, $71 million extension to remain with the Seahawks. Little surprised. Surprised, I would think a person of his caliber deserves to play with a Pro Bowl quarterback. But who knows? Maybe he'll turn Drew Locke into something good. Um, let's see. Also, Kyler Murray just signed his extension. Little controversy because in the contract, he needed to... S- Study at least four hours of film a week. Now, he already does that, but the internet was furious at the Cardinals for doing this. That the internet basically went to go to bat for Kyler, even though I don't think Kyler said anything bad about it. It was something he already did. And so the Cardinals ended up removing the, uh... They made a... What do you call that in Congress? They repealed that portion of the contract. So he doesn't have to do it so he's still going to do it voluntarily, but he won't. Maybe give him a money bonus for every hour he studies past four hours. I don't know. I mean, um, so yeah, that was the big, that's the only real big training camp storyline. Steelers, they're back in Latrobe for the first time since the 2019, since 2019. Of course, they had training camp last year at now Acrisure Stadium, but... The NFL didn't let them go to Latrobe for whatever reason, but the Cowboys can go all the way to California. They said they cited COVID for the reason the Steelers couldn't go to Latrobe. Well, why are the Cowboys... I mean, the NFL's dropping their COVID protocols this year, so it makes sense for them to go back to Latrobe. But last year, why would the Cowboys be allowed to go to California, but the Steelers can't go 45 minutes to Latrobe? College campus, St. Vincent. So, that's the NFL... Uh, real quick, MLB trade deadline coming up this upcoming Tuesday. Um, I'd recommend once the deals are all done, we're gonna be on. We'll, we'll probably be breaking it down on Sports Chat. Tune in then because I believe the deadline's at like probably four o'clock if it's like the other trade deadlines on Tuesday. So tune in then. We'll probably know where Juan Soto is by now, but looks like Juan Soto will get dealt. Where he goes, no one knows. It's a lot of teams. It seems like every day we get a new team that's the reported favorite. The Texas Rangers are up there, potentially. The Cardinals. The Dodgers. Um, 
I'm looking real quick here to see. Looks like four teams are ahead according to John Heyman. I, I would go with John Heyman, Ken Rosenfall, and Bob Nightingale as my big sources for baseball news. And Jeff Pass Passan. So the Padres, the big four are the Padres, Cardinals, Dodgers, and Rangers. The fifth, the uh, next five after that, Mariners, Yankees, Giants, Rays, Mets. Now, I'm a little, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a little skeptical. They just traded for Andrew Benintendi, who is also a left fielder. Was that insurance from now? Benintendi's had a great year. He's batting a buck three fifty. Played with the Royals. Um, and he, he's a guy I like the move. He, he he knows he'll know Yankee Stadium well because he is a former Boston Red Sox and was actually a key part of those some of those Red Sox championship teams. Was great for him. The fans loved him. But here he is. When they go to Boston, he will get booed. Even though now they might forgive him when it's all said and done. He's retired because after all, he did win you a championship and you loved him. So we'll see. Now. The Nationals want basically a team's whole farm system. So, like the Padres, seems like they're the number one fit. Him and Tatis would be amazing. And you get Soto and Tatis versus, like, free. That Dodger lineup would be amazing in the Dodger pitching. Now, the Cardinals, we'll see what happens there. They have a good farm system. Dodgers, of course, you know, they're always got a good farm system. We'll see. Mariners, this could be their break for a year. They might make the playoffs for the first time since like 2002, which is amazing. Um, and the Yankees, need I say more? Giants, they need something to turn turn their season around. If they could get Soto here, that would be so good if they could. Rays, they need a miracle. They're not having a, the best of years. Um, must be that stadium. Get them a new stadium or get them, pack them up and take them to Montreal. And the Mets... The best team probably in baseball after watching the Subway Series. Need I say more? Um, so, that's baseball. Let's get to SummerSlam very quickly. WWE event. I met, If you watched Sports Chat on Tuesday, you know the big match I am... The one match I am... The people's main event I'm calling it. Where the fans are looking forward to this one the most potentially. Pat McAfee, former Pro Bowl punter for the Indianapolis Colts. Is now a color commentator on Friday Night SmackDown. Fridays at 8 on Fox. Also hosts the Pat McAfee Show. Noon the free on YouTube. And you can listen to it on Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports Radio Channel 82. He is going to be wrestling Baron Corbin. who His character name is Happy Corbin. Now, this is a big deal. These two guys were teammates with the Indianapolis Colts. And they were roommates at one point... And I don't remember the story if it was their rookie years or training camps. But either way, they were roommates. Pat had him on his show last year before the world kind of opened back up and WWE was still in like their bubble. He had him on the show. And the one thing about professional wrestling, they have to play their character like they hate each other. But I guarantee you backstage, they're the best of friends and they're working on their moves for tomorrow. Now... I meant that I'd go in-depth into some of the matches on the card. Um, but I, this is the big one we're going to focus on because it's kind of combines the NFL into this. By the way, this event, I mentioned this, does kind of involve sport. I mean, it's in Nissan Stadium in Nashville, the home of the Titans. So, 
that'll be a fun match to watch. Um, my prediction, I think Pat, I'm, I'm biased here, but I think Pat McAfee's gonna win the match. Um, I think it'll be a great match. Listen, McAfee wrestled at WrestleMania in Dallas against this kid named Fury, and he looked great. And, you know, McAfee had a couple matches during the pandemic with WWE's, like, lower-tiered brand, NXT, and he was fabulous in that. Now, other matches on the card at SummerSlam that we'll just briefly hit up, and then we'll get to our restaurant of the week. Um, We've got, if I can find the link to the card, We've got another celebrity-style match, Logan Paul versus The Miz. We have a no-disqualification tag team match between The Mysterios and Judgment Day. A tag team championship match, The Usos. Uso! Versus The Street Profits with, and a lot of my old, my, uh, 80s and 90s kids listening will know this name. Jeff Jarrett will be the special guest referee, Double J. The U.S. Championship between Bobby Lashley and Fury. More on Fury in a second. We'll have the SmackDown Women's Championship between Liv Morgan and Ronda Rowdy, Ronda Rousey. The Raw Women's Championship between Bianca Belair and Big Time Bex, Becky Lynch. And then the main event for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar taking on the head of the table, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns in a last man standing match. Now, real quick, I mentioned Fury. He won Money in the Bank, which is a pay-per-view event, or is now as WWE calls them premium live events. He won the Money in the Bank briefcase, which allows him at any time to cash in his contract for up to one year for a championship opportunity. There's a good chance he will cash in this contract after tomorrow night, as soon as the match ends. I think whatever Fury does, whenever he decides to cash in, he's going to lose. Whether Brock wins or Roman wins. I hope Roman wins because Roman is my favorite wrestler. So, real quick, I'm just going to throw my predictions. Roman beats Brock. Fury tries to cash in. Roman beats Fury. I think Becky's going to win. I love Bianca Belair. I hope Bianca wins, but I think Becky will win. I think Ronda, I think she gets her belt back. In the U.S. Championship match, I think Lashley wins. I, I like the Usos over the Street Profits. I like the Mysterios over Judgment Day. I like Pat McAfee we talked about. And I hate both these men, Logan Paul and The Miz. But The Miz is just a tad more annoying. So I'm going to take Logan Paul on this one. Alright, let's get to a restaurant of the week real quick. And I talked about Hershey Park. I'm just going to spotlight some of the stuff in the park. That we went to, when you go to Hershey Park, the first thing you want to do, you want to hit up Chocolate World. Take the free tour of how they make the chocolate because you get a free sample. Now, you want to hit Chocolate World up. Then you want to go to the bakery in Chocolate World and get an iced sugar cookie. The greatest cookie I've ever had. It's a sugar cake cookie and the best vanilla frosting I've ever had on the cookie. The greatest. Next, there's two, you want to get a hot dog, 
some chicken fingers, and some boardwalk fries. Those are amazing. And they just added a pretzel stand. They have garlic parm pretzels. They're amazing. The two things you want to get on your way out. You want to get Dippin' Dots, because that's iconic. And then you, on your way out of the park, the lemon squeeze, I believe they call it. It has lemon in it. It's like the lemon stand or lemon squeeze. I forget what it's called. You got to get their cheese corn. It's the best cheese corn I've ever had. Really good. So real quick, that's Hershey Park. All right. Time for me to go. I hope the... I hope y'all tune in on Tuesdays. This is Sports Bar Talk, where we got the best scene now. Good night, everybody.